When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. And welcome to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis. PR Insider is brought to you by www.us.cision.com, whose world-famous Bacon's Media Database is updated more than 10,000 times per day. Take your PR to the next level. Now, here's your host, Maureen Kettis. Good morning, and welcome back to PR Insider. I'm your host, Maureen Kettis, and if you hear it in my voice, I was up late partying last night with Queen Agency, who's going to come on the show, uh, doing a schmooze fest in Hollywood. But we are live on Voice America Radio Network's business channel, and we're sponsored by Cision, formerly Bacon's Media. Visit them at www.cision.com. We have a really great show today. I'm calling it Agent or No Agent, Save the Fee and Use a Publicist, but I should call it maybe Scream Fest. I have two um, very funny powerhouse energetic guests, and they tell me that they're talkers, so I hope so. First guest is Lauren Lewis. She's a publicist uh, with close to two decades of experience in the entertainment industry, something I shy away from, so I'm really excited to talk to her. She's highly creative, out-of-the-box thinker, a former freelance journalist with a knack for finding angles, as well as a believer that the possibilities are endless, especially as the world of publicity opportunities continue to grow faster than the speed of the Internet. You can find her at laurenlewispr.com, and she's on with her uh, client, Rolf Konevsky, an award-winning screenwriter-director uh, who has been working professionally in the film business for over 20 years with 27 produced feature film scripts, I can't believe that, including 2008's Blonde and Blonder with Pamela Anderson and Denise Richards and Nightmare Man, one of the eight films selected for Horror Fest and their best-selling DVD in 2007. And he uh, last year won Top Screenplay Award at LA Shriek Fest competition. And remind me later, Rolf, when we're off the air to... Um, show you my scream. I have a killer scream. Okay. And I can also do a throw-up sound. So just that's my side talent. <laughs> um, he was featured in the cover story of Hollywood Scriptwriter magazine. Konevsky's first film was the comedy horror feature There's Nothing Out There in 1989, which was sort of a precursor to these scream and scary movie type parodies. Um, and he directed My Family Treasure with uh, D. Wallace Stone and Theodore Bickle. And Tomorrow by Midnight, a dark comedy thriller starring Alexis Arquette and Carol Kane, which won much praise in many film festivals and a rave review in the L.A. Times, and was awarded the best feature uh, in Rhode Island Film Festival and the L.A. First Glance Film Festival. You can find him at rolfkanevsky.com. That's R-O-L-F-E-K-A-N-E-F-S-K-Y.com. And, of course, on Internet Movie Database and Wikipedia. Welcome, Lauren and Rolf. Thank you. <laughs> what a great well, introduction. <laughs> a little long We're pretty good, but... huh, Rolf? So um, and we all and we started when we were both like ten. So that's the really fantastic. Yeah, because you know you're only in your twenties now. It's amazing. Exactly. When I hear all this and close to do two decades, it, you know, isn't I'm it scary? I mean, I'm telling you, I was at this event last night. And I was introduced as a senior, a senior person. Uh huh. Oh no. Oh, what? No. When did I become the senior person? Are you senior in college? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So how did you two meet? How did you get? Uh, how did you find each other in this world of Hollywood? Well, wow. I met Lauren um, uh, through a through a mutual friend filmmaker, uh, mm-hmm. Courtney Joyner, who uh, I pretty much said I was looking for a publicist at the time, and he knew Lauren through another friend, uh, an actor, I believe, mm-hmm. and um, hooked me up with Lauren, and we started talking, got along great, and 
I was working with. All right. And what made you think? I mean, that's a, that's a good point. What made you think that you needed a publicist? Yeah, well, at the time, this was um, about a year and a half ago, I guess. Um, I had been, I'd been working in the business for almost 20 years and uh, had, I've had in the past agents and managers, nobody who's been great. I mean, I've gotten a few little jobs, but it's, I've been mostly just pushing myself and self-motivated. And after all this work, I had finally gotten two films um, that were about to come out in the theaters, uh, minimum theatrical releases at the same time, which mm-hmm. was, uh, a, you know, sort of hard to do and uh, a, a good timing thing there. So I had done this movie that I had written, directed, and produced called Nightmare Man uh-huh. that um, after a few, like two years of fighting had finally gotten it into uh, Horror Fest and was about to get a uh, 350-screen theatrical release. Wow. Which was great for a little independent $200,000 horror mm-hmm. film. And at the same time, I would written a script that I'd written 10 years ago that finally got produced as well through a Canadian company uh, with Pamela Anderson, Denise Richards, Blonde and Blonder, that was also having a minimum theatrical release. So I was like, well, with two films that I've written and one that I directed, both coming out in different genres, I felt that would be a great time to get a publicist. Plus, I was just starting to try to push my own company. I was getting to producing myself with uh, a company called uh, Screamworks mm-hmm. uh, with uh, an actress from my film Nightmare Man, Tiffany Shepis, and mm-hmm. uh, producer uh, Esther Goodstein. So I thought with a new company on the way, two feature films about to come out in limited theatrical release, uh, publicists might be very good <laughs> to uh, to get the uh, press and start opening some doors. Right, and so and so Lauren was was it the right time for in in terms of your assessment? Absolutely. I so many different people call me at so many different times, and and one of the many qualities I think um, that I offer and have is that I'm I'm honest you know, and I'm real. So I really like to work with people at different aspects of their careers. But I'm also the first to say, you know what, you sound like you have a good idea, a lot of good ideas and so forth. You know, call me back in a month. If you have any questions, I'll let you know. But, you know, right now it's not the right time. When someone like Ralph calls, I am so excited because there's so much to work with. He's so talented. He does have something to back it up because, you know, as as creative as we are as publicists, mm-hmm. and we have to be, someone who is, if Ralph came to me and said, you know, I wrote a script, I want to hire you. You know, it's, it's a little harder. You have to have something to back it up. You can try to do things with those kind of people, but to actually have something to back it up. Right. It's, you know, it's more like they're coming to you because they just want to be famous as opposed to really having right, the right. Like, behind Like, it. how can, you know, yes, I'm intru- I've started introducing and positioning Ross in different ways. And, I mean, I think we've done some phenomenal things. But, again, like I say, I mean, it's my job to a large degree as far as the initial positioning and branding and introductions. But then Ross's fantastic, and then his work backs it up. Right. So I'm curious because, you know, I, this is so out of my realm, the, the whole Hollywood thing. But what do you do? So a guy like that comes to you, a successful director, screenwriter, producer, and what do you? What do you? What's your job? Is you, well, are you reaching out to traditional media? Well, or? see, the, the trick here is you called him a successful, and I love you, Ralph. With all due respect, he is. I mean, it's mind blowing what he has accomplished on his own. But he's not a name, mm-hmm. and it is very tough out here. And I, I'm sorry, I have to keep laughing because he keeps saying 
you're not the Hollywood publicist, and but you're the one who's tired from a party last night. <laughs> I was writing press releases till three in the morning. Okay, <laughs> wait a minute, something's going here. <laughs> but anyway, you know the thing with Rolf is it it is harder with unknowns or even unknowns with not unknowns or up and comers or established people, but who don't have the support of a big film. You know, usually you, they'll say if you're trying to pitch someone, you know, who's in the film. Right. And this applies to distribution, and I, I know various different aspects of this. Well, he's got, you've got a niche following, don't you? And I Oh, well, no, absolutely. I mean, that was def- definitely absolutely a huge, huge um, advantage. Um, but I just worked with him, and, and I kind of, like, created some sort of an angle. So I do the traditional thing. And well, did you did you um did you have a publicist bef- before Lauren or was Lauren your first? Foray? I had tried uh, some publicists before. Sometimes through some of the features I had, the uh, production company had hired a uh, uh-huh. PR firm to try to help with that. And, and uh, with actually Nightmare Man, Lionsgate, and After Dark, who were the companies, did have some bigger companies working for them. But what was advised to me as well was that. In this situation, it was it was like a it was like a festival that played in 500 screens, and there were eight films. So, if you wanted your film to stand out, you should sort of do get your own publicist to really help promote you. Otherwise, they're going to promote just the festival, but not necessarily the directors or the titles. Right. Which yep. is exactly the case in, in After Dark. Um, so, getting Lauren, you know, for that was great because she actually got articles in Hollywood Reporter and the Hollywood Scriptwriter magazine, which focused on Nightmare Man and and my career, which, you know, how do you stand out from the bunch? And I think all that contributed to uh, why the film was one of the, you know, best-selling films of... Uh, wow. Of and that's a whole other point. I mean, again, um, we're talkers. But um, we could go on about that. But that's a whole other area that's really interesting to talk about is how when you do have, when you when you have your own person mm-hmm. and how important that is because once you're, this is your your film, your baby, you know, you, you, this is you. Mm-hmm. But then once, you know, a distributor takes it over mm-hmm. or, you know, something like that happens, it's not so much yours anymore, you know, and or they have their different things they want to do and they have their team. So I always think it's really well, it's important to have your to own person. What we deal with, with um, you know, working with a um, publisher of a book, the publishing house always has, you know, their own team. And then, um, but they have, you know, 25 books they're promoting, sure. and they're trying to get their name out there. And then, you know, y- you as a private publicist, I mean, a smart author will hire a, pi- a private publicist to get the book absolutely. much more attention. I think it's the same kind of... Um, it is, absolutely. Yeah. And and you know what? And it motivated, it motivates them, too. They know someone's on it. Uh, they either say, uh-oh, <laughs> you know, because I right. check in. You know, hey, you guys, it's Rolf's publicist. You know, what's right. going on? What's but what's great is that you'll get, the, you'll get the attention for, you know, Rolf, but it only helps their cause as well. No, exactly. And then, you know, then they kind of lighten up and work with you because, you know what, it, we're all in this together. It's not just, you know, whatever. I, another one of my philosophies, and then I tell Rolf, you've been doing the show, anything you do, you know, that puts your name out there, you're, you're branding yourself. You're a brand, mm-hmm. you know, and your products and your, your films and your books or whatever else, you know, it's all, there's so much good we can all reap from these type of things. You yeah. know, I'm not saying, I, I'm a, not a believer in any publicity is good publicity because I really think that bad publicity is bad publicity. But I think 
you know, extending yourself in different creative ways, you know, um, definitely helps. You know, you're as a source, like Ross is out there talking about being an independent filmmaker, you know, and not having an agent and creating these things and how do you get to the next step and what are you doing. And so for going back to the original question, like with working with the authors and their publishers, I mean, ultimately it's, it's, it's a good thing. Great. Well, we're going to have to take a break, and when we come back, I want to hear more um, from Rolf about some of the, you know, the relationship with you and Lauren on the, you know, the set and what it's like, what you, what your film sets are like, and, and um, you know, how, how you, what your biggest challenge is in front of people. Um, we will be back after a word from our sponsor. This is your host, Maureen Kettis. You've been listening to PR Insider. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Webster's Dictionary defines a vertex as the highest point, the summit. The word vertex is derived from Latin, meaning to turn or to spin. If you have a product or service that needs exposure to a desired marketplace, shouldn't the idea be to reach the summit? To turn the tide of public opinion in your favor? To put some positive spin on so that success is in your future? If you run a major corporation and pay for expensive in-house public relations services, or if you're working from home yet need to know how to promote your new product or service, or if you fall somewhere in between, Vertex Communications, a public relations firm, is here to turn the tide on public opinion for you and your product. Vertex Communications, helping you communicate to the Vertex. Contact Vertex Communications at VertexPR.com to get an honest, straightforward assessment of your PR profile and a plan that will work for you, not against you. That's V-E-R-T-E-X-P-R.com. Communicate to the Vertex. What would you do if you knew that you could not fail? The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile is a radio forum for some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Dr. Pat brings together and introduces visionary scientists and futurists, environmentalists, educators, business leaders, inventors, filmmakers, authors, artists, mystics, and healers who inspire and support individual and collective growth and positive cultural shifts. This award-winning radio show empowers the listening community to be the change they want to see in the world. Tune in every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific for the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile, radio to thrive by. Decisions Communication Intelligence allows organizations to tell their story effectively. Whether they're speaking to TV networks or social networks, the company's Cision Point web platform integrates the world-class Bacon's Media Database with global media monitoring and analysis services. It gives communications professionals the tools they need to optimize their performance and build corporate and brand reputation. Find us on the web at www.us.cision.com. That's us.cision.com. C-I-S-I-O-N dot com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. 
listening to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis, brought to you by Cision on the web at us.cision.com. Maureen and her guests would love to hear from you during the live show. Please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also email your questions to be addressed on the show. Send your email to Maureen at prinsider.biz. That's Maureen at prinsider.biz. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to PR Insider. We're sponsored by Cision. Visit them at us.cision.com. Thanks for tuning in. Um, we do take emailed questions, and I did get a couple during the break. Email me at maureen at prinsider.biz, and you can always get archived episodes on Voice America's website. Just look for my host page. And we've been talking with Lauren Lewis. Uh, she's a publicist. Uh, in Los Angeles, LaurenLewisPR.com, and it's L-E-W-I-S. And her client, a renowned horror director, screenwriter, producer, RolfKanefsky.com, R-O-L-F-E-K-A-N-E-F-S-K-Y.com. Guys, welcome back to the show. Thank you. So I got a couple questions um, that came in. Um, one person said, I love listening to your show. What is your favorite film that you've done, and who have you worked with that you like the most? That's for you, Rolf. For me. Um, <laughs> what is my favorite film and whatever? Uh, well, I, I films are, it's always hard to pick just one. I, uh, I grew up on Abbott and Costello movies, fell in love with them at the age of four. So Abbott and Costello and Frankenstein probably was a major impact with combining comedy and horror, which I tend to do in a lot of my films. Uh-huh. And um, after I've worked with the best... Um, I've been lucky that uh, the, the, the name actors I've worked with uh, have been all really, really cool. Um, I loved working with uh, um, who's Academy Award-nominated actor Brad Dorif on Behaving. He was, he was great, and I considered him a collaborator. Uh-huh. And uh, Tiffany Sheppes, who I've worked with now eight times, who is a uh, pretty world-renowned scream queen, one of the leading people in the, in the genre, is, is a great, great fun to work with, and we're, we're like best friends. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And and Lauren, you know, I I read somewhere that that Rolf originally wanted to be a clown when he was a kid. <laughs> is that true, Rolf? Yes. That's okay. True. So um, my my question is then, you know, what what's the biggest challenge with getting him, you know, in front of people? Is he, does he clown, clown too much, or does he not clown enough? Well, you know, I I got him the cover of Clown Weekly, and no, I don't. I, you know, <laughs> he, Rolf is one of those. He is. He, you know, and again, I've been doing this so long, and, and I know so many different people and so many types of people, and I'm, I'm a big believer in relationships. You know, you're not about the one hit or, you know, it's the big picture. Mm-hmm. Rolf is one of those really rare. He's so, he's very rare in that he he comes off immediately, you know, he's not a showy guy, you know, as far as like, hey, I'm a producer, director, you know. And look at what he's accomplished, and he's so... Uh, smart and knows so much about the business. And then at times, yeah, he says things that's hilarious. It, he's a very great mix of that. One of my clients is um, Jonathan Crane, Jonathan D. Crane, who has produced all the Lacoos Talking films and, and Michael and, and Face Off and all that. I've, I've connected uh, Roth with Jonathan, and Jonathan's a walking encyclopedia too. And And these two sit there. And it's so nice because I don't have to talk. <laughs> they what? have these conversations that 
they finish each other's sentences, and it's like, you know, remember the movie and that version and this and this and that. And so, you know, I, I think that's really that's really says a lot about them, too, and those type of people and their passion for it, mm-hmm. you know, that it's part of them. And I think that Rolf has so many different levels to him. Tell me, tell me the story that you started to tell during the break about the, the um, Hollywood scriptwriter. And, Rolf, I also want to hear from you on, you know, what it did for your sort of your business. Well, you know, those are the kind of moments that, um, you know, you're kind of taking on something, and and I'm very optimistic, optimistic and real, but I always know, again, because I really do believe there's so many different opportunities. Mm-hmm. You know, there are no limits. Like, I could do 100 things for a client, and there's I could still do 100, because it's I used to be a journalist, too, and it's like finding the angles and all that kind of stuff. So there are a lot of angles to everything. But you were telling, you were talking about with this. Hollywood scriptwriter. Yeah. yeah, I um, I I just, you know what? I have a, I had a relationship with him. I have a relationship with him, and I had I had a couple of, of my clients featured in that, and I had called her up. We started talking, and she's like, you know, I'm really busy, and I'm like, okay, let me just tell you, I have to tell you, this person is fantastic, and I gave her a quick pitch. She's like, oh my god, you know what? We're doing the October. We have someone for the cover. I'm gonna. Pull the cover. We're going to do a cover on him in a future story. Let me call you back. Wow. I know. I mean, that, please, it doesn't happen every day. <laughs> right. But it was so exciting. Yeah. It was so great. And, and Ralph, what did it do for your business? What, how do you think it, it Yeah, no, it was, it, was, it was very exciting. It was, uh, you know, a great promotional tool. And, um, and that's, that's the, the, the thing you struggle with as a filmmaker is, um, you know, unless you you do have the big, Agencies behind you, and you're making the million dollar deals. You know, you tend to. There's, I mean, most people that work in this business are in the middle ground. They're mm-hmm. the ones who, you know, squeak by, just barely make a living. You know, they're not all the twenty thousand dollar Kevin Smith, huge, you know, winning the lottery ticket, you know, Blair Witch Project stuff. So you really have to find your niche, and that's over a period of almost twenty years. Yeah, I've been working on trying to establish myself as kind of a filmmaker who's independent, quirky, I have commercial sensibilities, but I'm still always been under the radar. And so, But also ahead of the curve, I think. Ahead of the curve, Absolutely. yes. Well, that's true, too, yeah. But I don't have the... Well, yes, my, I mean, if you go back to my very first film, There's Nothing Out There, which I did six years before Scream, you know, it was, a, it was actually a big hit in terms of uh, critical response. The, the critics surprisingly really loved it, and the, uh, the public really liked it. Uh-huh. Agents, managers, and studios didn't quite understand it because there were no big names in it and it was a comedy horror film. Yes. So they were like, well, it's too funny to be scary, it's too scary to be funny, we don't quite understand this. Um, whereas I saw the reaction it was getting and I said, look, if someone comes along and makes this film with a big enough budget and a name in it, it's going to make a fortune and, you know, it's a different movie but when Scream came along six years later, it proved it to be correct and right. it tends to happen a lot but... Um, I don't you know, don't always get the credit for it because you're the right. But I think a lot of I mean I don't know that much about the Hollywood film, but it seems like a lot of it too is about the timing. You know, you want to try to get the timing exactly right, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. No, I mean my one of my favorite films, Tomorrow by Midnight, has still yet to get um, domestic distribution because we shot the film and three months later was Columbine, and this movie was about four high school, I mean four college students oh, yeah. hostage. It wasn't. It wasn't glamorizing kids with guns. It was actually about the issue, talking about the influence and when real movie, when real life and movie life. So that's really interesting. When you know, when a real news story can sort of usurp your project, um, if you're you know doing something that's and then it actually happens. It's 
Yeah, it was a way that you could have used that. I mean, we, actually, we had that was one case where they had a big uh, publicity firm, uh, Klein and White, was handling the publicity on the film, and they were very scared of that because mm-hmm. they said, in a way, the movie uh, they, they called our movie a spinach movie, which is a good movie for you, but people don't like to eat their spinach, so let's let's downplay the guns and everything else like that, and just try to play up the entertainment value, even though they were trying to shy from the subject matter of the movie. So when they promoted the film. The title was changed. They changed the ending, and it was kind of a big mess. And the film got sort of caught up in that whole. Yeah, they had, they tried to salvage it, but yeah, I mean, we have. I had similar things happen, and with you know real news stories. Like uh, I tend to do sort of I don't want to say fluff stories, but the lighter news pieces. And um, I I had a war breakout. The Kosovo War broke out, and I had a client going to do all the major networks in in Moscow, and it, you know everything got canceled. Last <laughs> it's like you know. It was your fault, right? What? I said it was your fault, right? Yeah, exactly my fault. (laughs) But, um, Ralph, how do you, um, you know, how are you, um, how do you budget for PR? You know, because I know with the film industry you get paid um, when when you're on a project and then there's sometimes when you don't get paid. Is that correct? Yeah. So then, you know, how how do do you pay for PR? How do you budget for it? Do you pay, I'm not asking you how much you you pay, Lauren, but, you know, do you pay... um, a monthly thing? Do you pay a yearly, or do you pay per project? Um, with it depends. Sometimes it's per project, and sometimes it's usually a monthly thing. It's not a yearly. I mean, that's a big commitment for anything. So right. you kind of go month by month and see where things are going. What you hope for is you're, you're seeing, um, you know, uh, fruits of the labor that you're ROI, return on investment. Actually, yeah, yeah, leading to something. Where in the past, what you asked earlier, that I I had some people that, unfortunately, unlike Lauren, were. Um, you know, they would take the money and take the job, even though they didn't really think they probably could do what they needed to do with it, but they just jump on it anyway. So the big thing is, you know, the PR person and who they know and the connections they make. And in Lauren's case, not only was, you know, the Hollywood Reporter variety and the Hollywood Scriptwriter magazine, but she also knows, like Jonathan Crane and other producers. So she, in a way, was almost acting as a manager as well, introducing me to other potential filmmakers and producers, which is great because this whole industry is about networking and getting out there and anyone who can help, you know, in doing that, either be an agent, a manager, uh, uh, you know, a publicist is, is a great thing. Unfortunately, most of them don't, you know. <laughs> they kind of say, oh, yeah, we'll help you, and then nothing ever happened, whereas Lauren was actually delivered on the promises, and that's what's been great about the relationship. Do you, I mean, how do you value PR as opposed to, you know, money that you spend in other areas like advertising and promotion? Well, it, it's all sort of the same thing. It's, it's basically someone to help you in the advertising and the promotion. So it really comes down to the people they know. I mean, when you take out an ad in, in a paper, if it's like L.A. Times or uh, New York Times, it can cost a fortune. Mm-hmm. I mean, the money is huge, and, you know, depending on the film, people will see the ad. But usually what you can afford is a teeny ad because a full-page ad, you're talking sometimes, you know, tens and tens of thousands of dollars for something like that. and. A movie that doesn't have big names in it, you know, people tend to slip by it. So the problem with independent films is they can't compete with the studio systems where they can do the billboards and the commercials and stuff that costs millions and millions of dollars to promote your your thing. So you have to do strategically placed ads. The Internet is a very good tool for that, and uh, that's the cheapest probably in general of how to get, you know, word of mouth going because people, you know, that doesn't cost anything and you can hit... Well, actually, when we come back from our next break, I want to talk about, you know, the social media and how you interplay that. And, Lauren, I noticed you're very hip to the scene with that stuff. It's very, you, you even had our 
had our show today up on your site already. I was pretty yeah. impressed with that. <laughs> I would. If, if and, I, could, um, I also want to talk about the role of schmoozing okay. and how it works in the in the PR business in Hollywood because I think that fascinates people. And if there's a minute, I'd love to address what Roth was just talking about about like about retaining a PR firm and paying for it and the worth and stuff like that because. Or okay, else, great. Yeah, we could well, talk we have about a lot to talk about when time. we come back. I'm your okay. host, Maureen Kettis, and you've been listening to PR Insider. Don't okay. go away. Thanks. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. Cision's communication intelligence allows organizations to tell their story effectively. Whether they're speaking to TV networks or social networks, the company's Cision Point web platform integrates the world-class Bacon's Media Database with global media monitoring and analysis services. It gives communications professionals the tools they need to optimize their performance and build corporate and brand reputation. Find us on the web at www.us.cision.com. That's us.cision.com. C-I-S-I-O-N dot com. Are you tired of the government squandering your tax dollars on bailouts and overpaid bureaucrats? On Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Mike Beitler and his guests explain why big government regulations are the problem and innovative businesses and free markets are the solution. Listen to Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Thursday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. Webster's Dictionary defines a vertex as the highest point, the summit. The word vertex is derived from Latin, meaning to turn or to spin. If you have a product or service that needs exposure to a desired marketplace, shouldn't the idea be to reach the summit? To turn the tide of public opinion in your favor? To put some positive spin on so that success is in your future? If you run a major corporation and pay for expensive in-house public relations services, or if you're working from home yet need to know how to promote your new product or service, or if you fall somewhere in between, Vertex Communications, a public relations firm, is here to turn the tide on public opinion for you and your product. Vertex Communications, helping you communicate to the Vertex. Contact Vertex Communications at VertexPR.com to get an honest, straightforward assessment of your PR profile and a plan that will work for you, not against you. That's V-E-R-T-E-X-P-R.com. Communicate to the Vertex. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You're listening to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis, brought to you by Cision on the web at us.cision.com. Maureen and her guests would love to hear from you during the live show. Please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also email your questions to be addressed on the show. Send your email to Maureen at prinsider.biz. That's Maureen at prinsider.biz. Now, back to the show. 
Welcome back again to PR Insider. I'm your host, Maureen Kettis, and we've been talking with Lauren Lewis, PR, laurenlewispr.com. We've been talking to her website. Yes. We've been talking to Lauren and Rolf Konefsky of rolfkonefsky.com, a uh, very renowned uh, horror and horror parody uh, producer and screenwriter. Welcome back to the Who show, Who is guys. branching out and, and does other things, bigger and better things. Sorry, the publicist in me. <laughs> So um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the role of social media because we touch on that on my show a lot because of what's happening with the world of, of traditional PR and the social media, the Facebooking and the blogging. Uh, Rolf, I read your blog, but the last input you had was August. You got to, we got to get going yeah, <laughs> with a new update. Hey, my web but, designer um, gives. But you know the blogging, the um, you know the websites, the you know the 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 uh, Facebooking. Um, how do you guys use? How do you utilize? Uh, first to you, Rolf. How do you utilize the social media, and how does it help your business? Well, um, I I got into computers a little bit late. I'm, I'm not, I don't I never consider myself a computer person, but. Um, after actually, years later, after my first film, There's Nothing Out There Had Come Out, I started discovering uh, this sort of cult group that was a real fan of the film and, and saw the connections to Scream, uh, you know, separate from anything that I had ever said or done, and uh, decided we should start a website, you know, for, for that fan base. So we began There's Nothing Out There dot com, which gave, you know, I had written a book on the making of the film when I was 20 years old and all this stuff, so we put all the reviews, positive and negatives, and everything uh-huh. on there, and then from that, I branched off to my own director's website, and then every right. movie that I've done, and of course, this is now you know commonplace, you know, has its own website. And I had to get into MySpace. Now you have to get into Facebook. I mean, it's, it's, so are you are you Facebooking? I'm got to start. I, everyone's denied. Yeah, you have to Facebook. And how about Twittering? Twittering is the key. Twittering and the link, lid or whatever. LinkedIn is is more of a business site, but I think you know Twittering for someone like you. What do you think, Lauren? Because people, you know, he's got this cult following, but you know, a cult following can be huge. It can be like Rocky Horror Picture Show. Well, it is huge, and even without those things, it's phenomenal what he has. Like when like when I first started researching him and, and stuff, and this, that, jo- that genre audience is one of the most loyal I've ever seen right. online. Um, so, I mean, yeah, those are all important, and, and when you say, what do I think, I, I was thinking, I need to call Jessica, my, my assistant, well, she's an account executive and a business, head of business for my company, mm-hmm. but this is her area, she's so good. And, she, like, for instance, she's the one who changed my website to put right away that we were on the show this morning. Yeah. And she knows all about that, so I always defer to her to a degree on that. But, um, but obviously, I mean, I'm getting things right and left, you know, that, you know, you've been invited to join this person's Facebook, you know, and I call Jessica, I'm like, I'm not on Facebook. <laughs> it, it's so interesting. Well, um, I got to say, you know, because I think someone like Rolf, you know, he would benefit he, really from doing like a Twitter because he could get it even more. Absolutely. Just get it passed on and passed on. So tell me about like the, you know, the the schmoozing. How does it go in Hollywood? With mm. do, you, do you bring Lauren with you, Rolf, when you go to you know walk down the red carpet with Pamela Anderson? My my executive producer keeps you know <laughs> typing me these things. Ask about Pamela Anderson. So. We got to somehow work her into the conversation. Right, right. Well, well. We're, yeah. We're, if you, hypothetically, yeah. when you're walking, if when you win the Academy Award and Pamela Anderson is your date, <laughs> you're walking down the red carpet. <laughs> Go ahead, finish. Oh, me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I'm setting the stage. Yeah. Well, with, with, with Lauren, um, with things like the American Film Market and and uh, various events and uh, there were parties and things like that. Yes, I've, I've been with Lauren at these things, and she's 
made intros, introductions, and, and uh, great stuff, and that's how I... Does it help you? I mean, do, you know, because if you're standing there, do you feel shy, and then because she's there, she's, she makes introduction? And yes, you know? absolutely. Yeah, no, she, that's, that's what's great about it, yeah, because it's, it's hard for me that I'm not a, you know, bar person. So, Lauren, do you have to, do you, how do you know the faces of the people? How do you know who people are? Do you just know them from being having been in the business? Well, yeah, a lot of it. I mean, I... I, I and that's, like, again, one thing I need on my website. I'm, I need a photo because so many people in this business, you do this for years, and people know you by your face. Like, I'll, we go to Cannes Film Festival. We go to, you know, American Film Market. We go to Sundance Film Festival. We go, you know, so we, we're all traveling around the world kind of in the same group, mm-hmm. you know. And sometimes I see people who live five minutes away from me in L.A. more in France. <laughs> than I do here, you know, or I go to meetings and people go, oh, my God, that's you? You know, you're the publicist I always see running around, that type of thing. Uh, uh-huh. But I do have very, oh, throughout the years, I do know a lot of people, and I've worked with a lot of people. and um, So you really have to keep them, you have to remember. Yeah, and they've all been good experiences. Like, you know, I because I do have this thing like I do with Rolf and, I really care, you know, and I like people. And I'm not, I'm creative, I'm not just thinking, you know, I'm not just focused on the one press release. You know, I look at big things. So like with Ralph, I've introduced him to so many different people who are like my friends, but in positions, you know, to um, that could be a good association for them. And like Jonathan Crane and another gentleman that we're, we're going to be working with, I, it's going to happen at, um, a horror series that that Ralph has. Ooh, what is that? Can you talk about it? Uh oh. Uh oh. No, hey, we well, can't talk about it. That's what I wanted to say off the record. Okay. Um, Ralph, let me ask you: Do you have um, management agents now, or is the PR enough for you? Um, I have. Uh, I have. A, I have a manager sort of pushing along, trying to trying to get some more things going. Named uh, Ben uh, Scantlin, who's uh, mm-hmm. Imagination Nine, who I met through a actress who. He also handles uh, Dana Ferris, who was in my last movie that I did called One of the Guns. So it's a very, you know, you meet connection people. Um, uh-huh. He's trying to get me in some doors with agents because it's, it really comes down to you, you never sit around and wait for an agent or a manager to get you work because it's a big mistake. You've been waiting for the phone to ring, so you're always out there promoting and pushing. But as much help as you can get to, along with that to open some doors and get your scripts out there and show it to people, it always helps. So... You know, I'm, I've always been open to that. Um, so does the manager take a, a commission if only on the things that they get you, or they just take a commission of, of, on your life? <laughs> um, it, it depends on the situation. In, in, this, in this case, it's, it's things that they get me because there's other connections and other producers who I work with already who I said, it's, you know, I, I don't think it's fair to pay a commission on, on, you know, deals I already have on the table. And they agreed, you know. Sometimes, right. No, sometimes they're like, no, we get everything. And, and don't some don't some um, producer, screenwriter, directors use um, just a lawyer, an entertainment, yes, entertainment lawyer, instead of an agent or a manager? Yeah, entertainment lawyer you can get because if you're sending scripts out, they don't. A lot of places, studios and producers won't accept unsolicited material. Right. So you do need something, either an entertainment lawyer or an agent or a manager, to to get it in the door there, or you just get them returned sight unseen. Um, so I've, I've, we've had uh, we hired an entertainment lawyer for. When when Nightmare Man was getting out there with Lionsgate and uh-huh. the deals and the contracts, we had um, um, a very good lawyer, you know, handling that for us as well. So. Wow, um, Lauren, you were talking also about you know budgeting for PR on a 
you know, with per project, and you wanted to you wanted to add some more insight to that as you know, working with a firm like yours, a smaller firm, as opposed to working with some of these bigger firms. What do you think are the advantages of working with a small firm? Well, um, you know, the the big firms, and I've been at the tops of them, a lot of them um, are right for some people, absolutely, you know, and much more expensive and, and so forth, but. I've kind of had a reputation through the years as the one who does the job and gets it done. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm the worker, like I say. You know, I mean, I, I think that um, I think especially now, working with someone more independent or boutique agency um, is more. There's more flexibility. Mm-hmm. Like um, I always say this, and I know Jessica will kill me for saying this on air. I'm a, a phenomenal publicist. <laughs> Business person, not so much. Because it's like, oh, I like that person. I like that project. You know, I want to do, oh, how nice. Look, I put them together and they have a new company. <laughs> you know, um, so those aspects that you can possibly get, you know, with the, the right mix, again, the right match. You know, I'm the big thinker publicist who does a lot of different things. And if someone doesn't, like Ralph right now, doesn't have the agent or the manager, you know, I, I know a lot of producers and stuff, and I've, I've handed his script to people, you know, things like that. Um, as far as budgeting, I think, you know, I think I've heard so much over my career, you know, people say, oh, I put everything into this, my film or my book or whatever, you know, I've mortgaged my house, I don't have, there's not, I can't put anything into publicity, which is so sad to me because, you know, whether it's me or you or any of us out there, you, know, you could have the best film in the world or the best book in the world or the best product in the world. But if it's not out there and getting, if people don't know about it, it's not going to do you any good. And, Rolf, what about you? Have you worked with the, the when you said you had other publicists before, did you work, was it a big firm? Or uh, some were a big firm. Uh, one was an independent uh, when I was back in New York, but, um, again, the connections weren't there and uh, it just didn't work out. Right, Bigger right. firms, again, it's, it's, it was more about not myself personally, but the, the film itself and trying to help sell it and position it. In the right. And I, think I have found one on one, in one. You don't get the one-on-one attention, yeah. I think. I'm not saying this to all big firms or anything, but, you know, you usually get someone who brings you in, you know, puts the business in, and then there's a team of one or two people who work on it, you know, and then you – it's just not as personal. Yeah. I've, I've found that, too. I mean, in, in, I think it's the same deal in the in the corporate world. Um, you know, they they have they also have a numbers game because they have expensive overhead, yeah. and all these people to pay, so they have to bring in tons and tons of clients, mm. and they you know just do a quick kind of overview you know campaign as opposed to something really right. Fun. I mean, I didn't even want to get into this, but very quickly, I mean, one of the reasons I've chose to be independent is the, I'm not a corporate person like to work in. I can't divide the number of hours I work into what a client's retainer is to decide how many hours I should work. Right, right. Along the lines of what you're saying, you know. So, because that's just, I can't. There's yeah, yeah. It is very, it is very, um, very, you know, systematic when yes. you go to a big PR house. I've, I've, I've had the same exact experience. It's interesting. There's a lot of parallels. You know, I always think, um, 
I'm glad I'm meeting you, Lauren, because um, you know I, I get a lot of people asking me because I'm based in LA. You know, can you handle this? And I don't, I don't do directors, producers, actresses. Right. No, thank you. <laughs> but now, I, now I have someone I can refer to. I know it's so funny because I was thinking that with you too. <laughs> and I have all these ideas, and I'm like, wow, the thing she does. But Ross sounds very well adjusted and normal. But I've, <laughs> I've run into some actresses. Ooh, boy. Oh, please. I yeah. yeah. All right, we're gonna have to take another break. Um, this is your host, Maureen Kettis, and. Uh, we will be back after a word from our sponsor, Cision. Visit them at their website, us.cision.com. We'll be back in a minute. markets up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Webster's Dictionary defines a vertex as the highest point, the summit. The word vertex is derived from Latin, meaning to turn or to spin. If you have a product or service that needs exposure to a desired marketplace, shouldn't the idea be to reach the summit? To turn the tide of public opinion in your favor? To put some positive spin on so that success is in your future? If you run a major corporation and pay for expensive in-house public relations services, or if you're working from home yet need to know how to promote your new product or service, or if you fall somewhere in between, Vertex Communications, a public relations firm, is here to turn the tide on public opinion for you and your product. Vertex Communications, helping you communicate to the Vertex. Contact Vertex Communications at VertexPR.com to get an honest, straightforward assessment of your PR profile and a plan that will work for you, not against you. That's V-E-R-T-E-X-P-R.com. Communicate to the Vertex. Technology is changing the way we live our lives and how we do business. On CIO Talk Radio, we talk about the benefits of technology and the great things it allows us to do, as well as its risks. Heard every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, Sunjo Gall interviews business leaders and other experts that are shaping the way we use technology. To learn more about the show, visit www.ciotalkradio.com. Keep up with the changing world of technology and listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjo Gall. Listen in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, right here on Voice America Business. Cision's communication intelligence allows organizations to tell their story effectively. Whether they're speaking to TV networks or social networks, the company's Cision Point web platform integrates the world-class Bacon's Media database with global media monitoring and analysis services. It gives communications professionals the tools they need to optimize their performance and build corporate and brand reputation. Find us on the web at www.us.cision.com. That's us.cision.com. C-I-S-I-O-N dot com. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You're 
listening to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis, brought to you by Cision, on the web at us.cision.com. Maureen and her guests would love to hear from you during the live show. Please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also email your questions to be addressed on the show. Send your email to Maureen at prinsider.biz. That's Maureen at prinsider.biz. Now, back to the show. Welcome back again to PR Insider. We're sponsored by Cision, as you know. If you missed any of the shows so far, go to prinsider.biz, and we will provide a link to my host page on Voice America's business channel. And you can always, always get archived episodes. We're on 24-7 on demand. I'm Maureen Kettis, and we're talking with Lauren Lewis of laurenlewispr.com and Rolf Konefsky, uh, a wonderful uh uh, what are you, horror screenwriter, producer, director? <laughs> horror comedy thrillers. Do you, yeah. a lot. Do, you, um, do you love blood? What is it? Oh, blood. <laughs> what is it about you? <laughs> no, no, well, actually, it, it was humor, comedy. Um, I, I, my first film was a almost a parody on the horror genre, um, although it was horror, uh, because I loved comedy, but if you don't have big-name actors or if you're trying to do an action film, you can't you know, for the special effects of the explosions, um, horror has always been the, uh, the tra- training ground for first-time filmmakers. If you go back to uh, Sam Raimi, Peter Jackson, Oliver Stone, Steven Spielberg, Coppola, you know, they all started with horror films. Why is that, do you think? Because it, it's, it always has an audience, and it doesn't require a lot of budget, so the studios are willing to take chances on a uh, first-time filmmaker in that genre because they know as long as there's enough blood and, and boobs and things like that that the, the people will watch it. So... Uh, Producers like Roger Corman and, and, and people like that said, okay, we can trust this with a first-time filmmaker because we can always sell it even if it's not a good movie. Um, so that's how I started learning at the age of 14. I said, okay, if my first film is going to be a horror film, I want to know the genre inside and out, and I started renting every horror film in the, in the horror genre. And so you purposely yeah. picked horror because it was a good business decision. Yes, yes, exactly. That's I mean, really there was interesting. A, a, a there was an attraction to it at the same time, although... Scared me. I had terrible nightmares growing up, so I, I was scared of horror films. But uh, I like the balance of the horror and the humor. And some of my favorite films, like *Abbey Somebody Frankenstein*, and later on *American Wealth of London*, *Fright Night*, and *Tremors*, *Night of the Creeps*. You know, they all combined it really well. So I think that's just a great ride to give the audience where they're they're laughing and then suddenly they're scared and they're jumping. It's just a real roller coaster effect, and and that's fun as a filmmaker to get those reactions. I think I find that really interesting that you were like sort of systematic in your approach of 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 what you wanted to um you know what genre you wanted to get into because it was a business decision. I think that's really smart. Yeah, well, that was yes, that was there was that was this is decision. I said, "Okay, how am I going to do it and I want to do it well." And and as I started watching all these horror films, a few of them like Evil Dead, Sam Raimi's film and and early Peter Jackson's film stood out and said, "Okay, here's a filmmaker that obviously is trying to do a lot with the genre." And then, of course, Sam Raimi moved on to the Spider-Man movies and has become one of the most successful in Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings. So, you've had a lot of very talented filmmakers branch out into other things showing that they don't only do horror films. Uh, whereas directors who are also great, like Wes Craven and John Carpenter, have, have stayed focused mostly in that genre over their careers, although they, too, have, of course, done other things. But what thought, um, upcoming projects do you have? What do you have on that? Well, yeah, what's exciting, too, is that I've, I've, I've been trying to branch out because I'm also a huge fan of Hitchcock, which has always been a um, I wrote my thesis on Psycho. What? I wrote my thesis on, on Psycho. psycho. And there you go. In Hitchcock, you see the master suspense or horror. Well, of course, he did both. So, uh-huh. you know, he's a director that 
obviously the horror, but schools, you know, give respect to because of the suspense thing. Mm -hmm. So I've been trying to move into that area, and I recently did a film um, last year that we're just finishing post-production on called One in the Gun, which is a kind of modern film noir thriller, which I describe as kind of a double indemnity meets uh, a current Zell Creek Bridge from the original story, or if you're going more contemporary, like Body Heat and uh, David Lynch. Say the name of the film again, One in the Gun? Called One in the Gun. And it, does he have a website yet for that? There's a website. It's the number one, so it's not the word one, but number one in the gun.com. And we'll be... So you spell it N-U-M-B-E-R, numeral one, in the gun.com. Yeah, no, no, just, just, the, just the number one. Oh, okay. No, take the word out. So just Take-off. numeral one. Okay, got it. One in the gun, and that's all spelled out, all one word, dot com. Oh, that sounds great. And, and Lauren, are you, are you going to be working on that, promoting that? Um, I, I, I'm sure I'll be involved with Rolf. Um, I believe the publicist on that film was involved in the production too. I'm not sure, but, but you know, whatever Rolf needs. Yeah, know, the producer is also the publicist, but it's it's a really good cast. Uh, wait, 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 back up. The producer is the publicist. Well, that that happens too. Yeah, can, that happens too. You're <laughs> kidding me. I'm executive producer. We can do. We. We're women. <laughs> no, but absolutely. I mean, it, of course. It, but what what I could do is, like, when I'm pitching Rolf for various things, it doesn't. I'm not necessarily pitching his film, but of course, I'm saying I also have Rolf available because he's my client, who has done, whose Nightmare Man was the leading, you know, DVD out of the last year's uh, uh, Lionsgate Horror Fest type of thing, and recently finished another. Film one in the gun, and then Ralph's interviewed, and then of course he talks about the film. Yeah. It's amazing. I, I did not know that publicists do that; that they branch over. And I mean, in your your line of work, that would be the, that would be akin to me deciding. Well, in, in this I'm situation, uh, Michelle, who is who is one of the producers, she's the producer and publicist. Uh, she's her, her day job is a publicist, but she also is a producer, and she works with uh, um, Stephen Mann, who is the lead actor in the film that put the money up into the project. So it was kind of a um, an independent venture between them. They've done it before, and uh, I got involved with them. Yeah, I mean, it's not a I common thing. And, and I mean, it, but anything goes in Town, it sounds like. The things I do, I mean, I'm involved in all aspects, mm-hmm. you know, but, like, I could go do this or I could do that, but I think that's mm-hmm. kind of cool. Because I have vast history, and I'm sure she does too and different people, you can bring in those things, you know, those not not necessarily getting the credit producer, but certainly contributing to the big picture. Wow. Well, I'm, I I hate to cut you off because that seems like a whole other topic for another show, but actually we're out of time. Um, but check out oneinthegun.com and Lauren Lewis PR and Rolf.com and RolfKanifsky.com. And um, that's all I have time for today. I want to thank you both for coming on the show. I hope you'll come again. We can do a whole other show on um, publicist PR uh, producer people. Absolutely, and I think I'm going to be back soon with Sally Kellerman. Oh, good, good. All right, well, um, th- I want to thank our sponsor, Cision. Visit them at us.cision.com and makes this show possible. I want to thank my theme music composer, Doran Roberts Kettis, my nephew, Doran RK at yahoo.com, and my, my executive producer, John Missile, who wants to know all about Pam Anderson. This is your host, Maureen Kettis. Have a great week, and don't forget to relate your, to your public, whoever they may be.
Thanks again for listening to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis. PR Insider is brought to you by Cision, helping communications experts navigate the sea of social media. Visit them on the web at us.cision.com. And make sure you join us again next Friday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. Have a great week. Thank you.